One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously and thank you very much for listening, for downloading, uh, for subscribing, thanking you in advance for that one, uh, wherever you are, Acast, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you get them. Uh, I'm Tim here in the Rugby Dungeon with JB. Hello Timothy. And with Phil. Hello Tim. Hello, right, we've got lots to talk about, obviously a big weekend of European Champions Cup action, we've got some news. Can I just start though by just a, co- a just a couple of bits of housekeeping that yes, I need to do. Firstly, um, the lovely Andrew Trimble that we we gave a little mention to yeah, and, and yeah. very complimentary of last week. He and his colleagues gave us a shout and I and but pointed out that we didn't mention their podcast. We just mentioned him. Oh, is that right? Did we not? <laughs> yeah. So I, I that's probably bad form. So seeing as see, seeing as they recommended us to the Irish fans, House of Rugby. In Ireland, Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby with Jerry Flannery, who's also it's actually it's actually on my subscribe list and mine. Yeah, yep. top lads. They are very very good. So appreciate the shout. And I, I was I was flying to Ireland, listening to it, doing my homework <laughs> on Ulster and Munster, uh, and heard the little mention. Thought, damn it. The other thing is, you two got me in trouble last week. Why? Because because I was talking about the bus trip ah, from yes. Now I want to from Belfast. To, I was talking about the bus trip from <laughs> Belfast to to Munster yep. via Dublin and. You made me pick who I would choose out of the BT team well, to I, sit next I, I, I to. I, this got I, me in trouble. Yeah, I, well, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, carry on with that because I was going to introduce you as the man that takes <laughs> takes it one bus trip at a time. Yeah, um, you were very diplomatic. Yeah, too. very diplomatic. So who who was good on the bus trip? <laughs> Everyone. Well, that's not the point. Everybody. <laughs> they were all equally as but, funny but, and equally as good uh, good company. But it was like picking was in retrospect it was bad form because I said I, I said the calming. Nick Mullins, okay, it, yeah, because you know he's he's just a very calming presence. Yeah, he d- he's one of those guys that he's never he never he's, a, a he's never in a rush. A he's never in a rush to do anything. Yeah, he just because he's so well prepared yeah, all the time. All the time, his team sheets are a thing of beauty. When yeah, he, when he drops those out. I, However, you... <laughs> every everybody that I am fortunate to work with and that make my job an armchair ride are are all wonderful. And so... uh, I had a wonderful weekend with. With Craig Doyle, the consummate professional. Yeah. So brilliant. So literally no more information than last week. No. Exactly the same as last week. Pretty consistent. Anyway, but you got me in trouble. You got me in trouble. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, how was how was your bus, bus journey? You don't need to go into any specifics. Well, the bus journey actually was Good terrifying. Talk. Was it? It was terrifying. The driver... I mean, r- red lights were optional. Yep. <laughs> Again, he, he, he was a maverick in his decision about where and how to drive um it was it was an experience memorable good. memorable good it was and good crack did you manage to get so you drove from 
from, Belfast. from Belfast to Dublin Airport, just a hotel at Dublin Airport, which we got to about half one in the morning, Ooh. one o'clock in the morning. Uh, got a bit of shut eye, and at half ten the next morning, we were on our way to, to Limerick. Yeah, Ooh, to Tournament Park. Very nice. To Tournament Park. Um, yeah. Well, I, I was in the attendance at one game th- uh, this weekend, yeah. and we'll talk about that later, but I was at the Sale La Rochelle game. Yeah, all sorts of goings on there. There were some interesting decisions by a few um, French players or players who yeah. play for French. Such a French, We've got such a French yeah. weekend. Uh, lots Tom, to talk about. Tom Curry's come back from England with a lot of sass. A, a lot. <laughs> of oh, it. I can't wait to hear about that later. So sassy. <laughs> like um, last weekend, it was um, kind of a Pro 14 showed up incredibly well. This weekend, Premiership probably on balance. Oh, come uh, out best out of the weekend, don't they? How did Gloucester end up today? Three points behind, thirty to twenty-seven. Like, with, with, a ve- with a well. relatively inexperienced team. It was, you were right. You said they would change things up. They, they changed 12 players. They they totally mixed it up. I thought they would go... That young lad Lloyd at fly half looks, looks he, a player. He looked decent, yeah. Lloyd at fly half for Gloucester? Yeah. yeah. What's his first name? Not Johan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's <laughs> been around for a few years. I yeah, he's been there kind of... Young guy, they had him and that Louis Rees Zamet, the Welsh yeah. winger as well. They, they, they've got some good young players. The, the future's bright there. So anyway, but Ackerman has now said, yes, we are now totally focused on the Premiership. Now we lost that one. But Premiership generally showed up well. There were four out of the... Was it five teams? No, four out of the six teams won because Harlequins beat Bath. Yeah. 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 Sale won, yeah. Exeter won, yeah. Saracens won. In the Pro 14, I think Leinster were the only oh, team to... Saracens. Let's talk uh, Leinster and Ulster. Leinster, Ulster. Leinster and Ulster were the only teams yeah. to get a win. So, yeah. just, just before we go into Saracens then, um, whose campaign is over? Would you, Bath are done. Gloucester are done. La Rochelle. Yeah. La Rochelle are done. Yeah. Um, Leon are done. Leon are done. Oh, by the way... The they got their first point in the Champions yeah. Cup, Leon. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, they got a losing bonus point. Congratulations. In, in a 6-13, it, they, it looked like they battled very hard yeah. against Leinster. But, so. Benetton are now done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I feel, I feel sorry for Benetton. Yeah. We'll get on to that. beloved Benetton. But, so, th- those five, there's more as well. I can't... Uh, Benetton going uh, through... There's a f- a gl- Glasgow are done. Um, oh no no because no, no, they, they won, won last week Glasgow yeah Glasgow got the win last week Ospreys are done Ospreys oh are my done. god Ospreys are a disgrace they are Ospreys yeah. they are, a disgrace. are seriously done that, yeah that's it so it's like, teams, teams uh, are out of win Gloucester Ospreys Bath La Rochelle Leon and Benetton so Leon and La Rochelle it's like 10 points whoever plays them next basically because they're not, they're not they're, gonna care. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not going to care they don't care anymore yeah Definitely. Uh, so we'll Saracens, see. shall we stop there? Yeah, well, so there's a bit of news. So uh, let, let's let's very briefly um, run through what we either didn't mention last week or has happened this week. So Sean Edwards is France's new defence coach. Yeah, did you see the press conference for this? I've no. not seen it. I've seen I've seen the still from the press conference, a picture. Uh, oh, my God. So I watched, I can't remember where I watched it, whether it was live on Periscope or whatnot, I can't remember. It was like... It was like a working man's club in some colliery town in, in north of England. It looked like Phoenix Knights. I can't describe. Was it like a Super League uh, uh, press it, conference? It had like, from what I remember, like faux wood, suspended panel ceiling. Oh, yes. With like a little like wire. 1970s just style. a little loose wire sort of just hanging down. I don't know what that <laughs> what, what, what it would be for. But it looked ridiculous. He's a, he's a really interesting character. And he, I mean, Wow. Because he's a bit of a maverick kind of guy. I, I heard one story about him. Um, I won't say who told me, but basically he he was on Welsh duty and went out while they were in the hotel. He went out to watch, I think it was the new Rocky film or something like that. Sean Edwards Rock, we're Rock, talking about, obviously. Yeah, Sean yeah. Edwards, the, the Rocky Six <laughs> film or whatever, okay. whichever one came out. And 
he came back and a couple of and, and some Welsh players were walking behind him, but he didn't know he was there. And he walked all the way through the lobby apparently to the lift, like shadow boxing. <laughs> 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 so he's just a real maverick character, and him in the most unpredictable environment oh. in world rugby. I, I think he could be a brilliant appointment for yeah. France because he. He is the kind of guy who will put structure into, get, their, right. into their team. I, what I don't like is the idea, and you see it on, on, on Twitter, and it makes me cringe. You're going, oh, these French players will get the shock of a lifetime. They're professional yeah. rugby players who play with other professional players from all over the globe. I don't think a coach is going to shock them that much, personally. No, I don't think he'll shock them. I'm not, but I think, not saying, I think, you're saying that. I think the, the processes that he will put in place... And, and the, the, int- the intensity in of, the, of the way he delivers it the as French well. The French cry when they play rugby. I, <laughs> I don't know how much more intense... Maybe he's going to dial it down. Rather than anything. I mean, like, I just... I hate the narrative. Like, oh, they will have the shock of a lifetime. No, they won't. No, they won't. It could be a clash of cultures. But like you say, for that reason, it could be I a like brilliant it. thing. Yeah, it could and be who, who was the British guy that, that overhauled France's defence? Dave Ellis. Oh. Yeah, Dave yeah. Ellis. Now coaching at... For three, for three bonus points, come on. Coventry. Nearly. Very close. Tim? Uh, oh, close. Uh, Broad Street. Ooh, no. closer. Kenilworth. Mo- Mosley. Kenilworth. Oh, Kenilworth. Yeah, Ken- Kenilworth. Kenilworth. Kenilworth with a mean defence now. Mm. That, is, that is interesting. Um, so, yes, there's that bit of news. Jamie Joseph signed on for four more years with Japan. Ending, Great news. Yeah. Ending, meaning that the New Zealand job is narrowing down to... The well, worst job in, in rugby, quite frankly. <laughs> the easiest job in rugby. Easiest job in rugby. No, I don't think so. Hanson. Hanson did nothing for well for eight years and yeah. won, won a World Cup. He's re- he's rode that gravy train until its conclusion, and whoever takes over now, um, yeah. it's bloody difficult. I'd, I'd, I'd like to request that Graham Henry or maybe Steve Hanson are part of the next World Cup punditry team, because I think they'd be great. Have they ever said... I mean, do they say yeah. much? I don't really know. Yeah, Is well, they, they they don't mind saying what they think. Yeah, that's that what I love about. Yeah, them. Graham Henry talks yeah. like um, <laughs> yeah, like a racist granddad. <laughs> like he just says what he thinks. <laughs> what did he say? There was something. Oh, they'll be shitting themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quite frankly, he absolutely shitted himself. Quite frankly, very I good to that. Yeah, yeah. I, you wouldn't want the you wouldn't want the All Blacks job now. So maybe not now. Historically, it has been one of the easiest jobs. Yeah, I'd happily have them when they were the best team on the planet by a country mile. And when South Africa were in total disarray. Yeah. And Lancaster was coaching England. Amazing. Yeah. Mm. That's a good time. So other news. Uh, Saracens did not request a review, as we talked about last week. Nigel Ray saying they did the, the wrong thing for the right reason. That quote is the most incredible quote. Yeah. It's it's not really... There's not much contrition there, is there? No. You... (laughs) Part of me was thinking, part of me was thinking, <laughs> just say sorry, just apologise, just put your hands up and say, look, we, we were got, right, we got but it wrong. technically wrong. You've yeah. already but accepted that... liability by paying <laughs> yeah, the money and taking the, the fine. Million. Just say sorry just as well. Just say sorry. But the, I, 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 part of me loves it. Part of me thinks I, it's absolutely brilliant. I've never loved Saracens more, frankly. <laughs> I mean, I, am, I think I'm turning into an actual bona fide Saracens fan. Yeah, that, that's how much of a contrarian you are. What everybody, everybody's getting the Saracens. I love them. Yeah, everyone's booing them. <laughs> yeah, I just I, there's something about them now. Like they've got a new togetherness. Like before, yeah. Look, they just threw a load of cash at some players, and they had a great team. And they and they spoke about wolf packs and togetherness. That's <laughs> wonderful. Wolves and dress. But now, rooms. It, now they have to actually do it, and I like them even more for it. They've mm. actually got so th- like this weekend. What were they like? Twenty-two points down in 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 the Premiership. Yeah. They're playing with a teenage fly half, uh, but the stands are still packed. They're still taking it si- seriously. They go out there and they waste the Ospreys. I- it couldn't be any better, really. They got uh, yeah, 
Well, uh, Glasgow. No, Ospreys. Uh, no, Ospreys. no, Ospreys. It was Exeter played Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. It was Saracens, Ospreys. Yeah, of course. 44 points to three. Uh, yeah, I mean, if there's a, if there is a better contrast of teams and cultures and disasters, it's Saracens <laughs> versus Ospreys. Ospreys. I mean, Ospreys yeah. are monumental. They, they should fold that club now. No, they almost did last year. They almost did. Yeah, and uh, they were right. Mer- they, they, they were as a WhatsApp group. I mean, were those screenshots real? The ones that they, were sent around? They They should be. I mean, at this point, just give up on the Ospreys. <laughs> How is that the best team in Wales? I mean, they have to be, don't they, to actually be in the competition. They were the best team in Wales last year. Yeah. 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 Is, they're just awful. They're all, everything about them is awful from top to bottom. But um, they do sell the second most kits in the Pro 14, so there is that. On the, on the Saracens news, yeah, I've not really seen this anywhere, but there's, there's a question I raised on our little chat. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, Phil. Which was... Um, did the Saracens news, the impending Saracens news that came out only two days after the World Cup final, mm-hmm. do you think that possibly had any impact, any bearing on the World Cup final? Can well, you correlate can the I difference just... in performance? Surely not. Well, okay, so let's just pull back the curtain a bit here. Hands up. We 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 heard the rumours, didn't, didn't we? Yeah. We and they the were rumors weeks before. Weeks before. Weeks before. Yeah. They were... If anyone had any sense yeah. that knew the rumours weeks before, they would have put some money on Saracens getting relegated. Yes, they yeah. would. If anyone had any sense. If anyone had any sense. At all. At all. In my, in a tiny bit of sense. Unfortunately, uh, at this podcast. We don't have any sense. But we know someone that did. <laughs> we know someone <laughs> yeah. who put so, a few um, quid on. Anyway, the point is this. Um... What was the point? I can't remember. <laughs> the, the rumors, the rumors were weeks before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so if yeah. we know the the rumors in a basement in Manchester, I, I'd be <laughs> gobsmacked if the Saracens. Yeah, didn't. and they didn't seem affected the Saturday before. They certainly didn't the Saturday before. It is there's a load of things that you can possibly look at to explain away the England performance in the World Cup final, half on the England side and half due to the amazing performance from the South Africans. Yeah. That could be one. It does feel a little conspiratorial and convenient. In but there is, I agree. Yeah, but there is no doubt that the RFU, or whoever it was, it wasn't the RFU, uh, Premier, Premier Rugby, Rugby, was holding back that report. Oh, definitely. I mean, of we course, know that. that makes total sense. Yes. Not, because so, because had England lost in exactly the same way, by exactly the same margin, uh, and the report had come out previously, everybody would have been... Chucking them daggers, going. You look yeah. what you did. Yeah, it was the it was absolutely the right thing. To totally do. the right thing. Yeah. To so do. because they did that, it does make me think they obviously expected it to have an impact on the players. So the players knew. Well, Premier Rugby thought it, it would have an impact. So I'm going to say it probably did have did have an impact. I think it was just smart PR management. Like because if they'd have put that, if they'd have put that out during or before the World Cup, yeah. If they if they, if they put that out before or during the World Cup, they would have got. No end of stick, yeah. Which is yeah, which is, for sabotaging, okay. yeah, yeah, England's chances. Absolutely. Now I've got a question. What's the point in punishment for Saracens? What's the point? Yeah. In what, what, what is the point in it? The, the thirty-six point and the it's five, co- five co- compensating million. their rivals and a uh, well, um, it's a quite a seems like an odd question. I don't really understand well, because that's what the rules say. Yeah. That. The reason I ask this question, right, is because with the Saracens situation now. They've accepted their, their punishment, yeah. but now they've been punished. Do we just move on from it? I mean, do you take the view that they've done, they've taken the, the points, slight, slate is, um, is wiped clean, and we all just go forward? Well, that's like saying back it, but 10 years ago with Bloodgate, uh, Dean Ryan stepped down, people that were directly involved were moved on, they paid a fine, 
Then the free do, do we wipe the slate clean? Well, well yes. Well, do, yeah, I think so. But Dean, Dean Richard had a was it two or three year ban? Two or three, two or three ban? Year, yeah, yeah, two year ban. So so yes, they took the punishment. That doesn't stop people go, having animosity. But in real terms, yes, you move on. But people can still, you know, like people will be buying those fake wads of fifty pound notes and waving them. Like when Saracens <laughs> go to Thoman Park, that is going to be that's yeah, that's going to be fun. That is going to be tasty. That bloke with his boat shoes and shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got something to really get irate about now. I forgot about him. <laughs> what a stunning unbrave, if I remember correctly. Oh, absolutely. But the, the rumour that's come out about Saracens as well this week is, uh, I think it was this, uh, this is very shrewd of Eddie Jones to market his book by saying this, and that's all I think it is. I think there's no truth or likelihood whatsoever Saracens withdrawing players from the Six Nations. I think just won't happen. Mark McCall said, "No, we encourage players yeah, to play I, for I, England." Dave Saracens are doing everything right now. You know, they're saying the players will play. Yep. We, we're not going to downgrade um, Europe. We're going to try and we're going to try and win that. We're going to try and do, the, do our best in, in, in the Premiership. What more do you want from them? You know, they yeah. paid the fine. I don't, um, I don't buy it on the Europe front. Said, yeah, I don't buy it either. Yeah. Oh, no. sorry, you don't buy that they're going to go they, for it. They, they, they're going to go for it. I don't buy that. No, nah, they, they, they're going for it. It's, they're going for it. Yeah. They've, they've just been Ospreys by 40 points to three mm. but they're in such a tough so it's great to play a few of the World Cup stars who needed game time a, a little bit so like Cruis and like um, Mako but not play uh, Billy and Itoji and Jamie George uh, and Owen Farrell so I, I think they've done what they need to for this game playing Rassin and playing Munster because don't forget they're in the, the toughest pool well, I mean, if they, they, are, if, they are in the but if, I mean, if they ball. beat Munster, right, in, a, in two weeks' time, they all have no other option but to go for it. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, imagine as well, you're one of those players, one of that coaching group. They are not the, they're not the type to sort of strategically say, oh, we'll throw No, 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 of on. course they're not going it's, to. It's in whatever, team they to put, whatever team they put out, well, they will try and win. Yeah, yeah. But it's the team that they put out. They will put a sensible team out. Yeah. They're, they're going for it. They're, gonna, they're, <laughs> they're going for it. Believe you me. I, I would put money on them. Not getting out of that group. Well, if they, you know, if they, if they lost it this weekend, so you know, Rassing yeah. are Rassing, they're away at Rassing. You know, not many teams win there. Yeah, you, you can kind of say fine. Uh, no team has won at Toma Park since Leicester in 2015 in Europe. Now, is that because they play home games elsewhere as well? No, they haven't lost at home in Europe in four years. Crikey, mm. that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to happen. We, yeah. we <laughs> <laughs> uh, hear me now, believe hear me now, yeah, exactly uh, And right. a few bits, just very briefly on the Eddie Jones thing, he's he's got a bit of stick. There's quite a few people, um, you know, putting the boot into him going, he's just, he's thrown some England players under the bus. He talked about unity and stuff, but look what he's done to sell a few books. I don't know any of these stories. The, so the selection yeah. stories, you know, I should I should have started Marlon, not Mako. I should have started uh, Henry Slade. Mm, don't know about that one. No, no so, so people are I, suggesting George, he's, oh, it was on the rugby paper today he's thrown it might have just been a headline I didn't read the article but he's uh, he's thrown Mako and George Ford under the bus oh no I, uh, I, I don't buy that I, either I don't buy that at all no, no. Yeah. I, I have not read the book so and, and I'm, I'm, I'm still finishing off House, finishing off House of Lancaster <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still finishing off Smelling of Roses Stuart Barnes' autobiography <laughs> wow what we've a got, mind <laughs> we've got to get on to some rugby in a minute but Joe Thock and a singer is the one thing. So yeah. Bath put out a very interestingly worded yeah, they did. Uh, statement on Friday when they announced the team. Evidently, 
Joe Fockner singer is seriously injured to the point where he, he may not be back till maybe February March. Missing Six Nations, I think. He could miss the start yeah. of the Six Nations, yeah. Yeah. So it's a significant injury, and evidently Bath had no idea that this had happened as it was happening. He played one game in the in the World Cup against USA, USA. scored two tries. Apparently he, had, he he took limited part in training outside of that because he had an injury, a significant knee it's, injury. A significant really knee injury. That. I mean, I'm with Bath. I don't understand why they didn't know and why he wasn't sent home. Yeah, if um, they if they didn't know. And from an England point of view, why do you want to carry an injured player? Uh, none of it makes sense. Yeah, and you can replace him. Yeah. You could have replaced him with another tired. Exactly. Or a, another scrum half. And now Bath would have had another three or four weeks, let's say, to organise cover for him. Which yeah, yeah. they may now have to find with the fact that they've also got um, Anthony Watson potentially out as well. well. He, he, was, he got injured at the weekend. He, he, went, he, went, he went off holding his knee. So we don't know how serious that is yet. So we'll, mm. we'll watch this space. But yeah, he's not he was looking much. electric. So Yeah. He's not a man that's had much luck with injuries either. No. No, definitely not. So here's hoping he's okay. But there you go, one to watch. And also, um, speaking of racing... They had a meeting with the Fijian freak, Leone Nakarawa. Sales, One Leone of the most talented Nakarawa. players, <laughs> one of the most talented players in the world, uh, because he was two weeks two weeks late coming back after the World Cup. His dad got in touch with Rassing and said, he, he's helping build my house yeah. in Bu- Fiji. Building a family home. Building a family home. Um, he's reported back. He's In a 20-minute meeting, he gave his reasons, and he's now got to wait between... 48 hours and a month for Racing's decision on whether to sanction it, sanction him at all, which could be from just a slap on the wrists. It could be a fine. It could be sacking. So, Alan, what's the hold-up here? I mean, why 48 hours? Well, it's just the, the system that they have. I mean, it was basically one way that they could tell me on, on Saturday. Because well, I, I, I didn't do it on the telly. I asked someone beforehand. I went, look, if I asked about Leone Nakarawa, what's the chat? And they went, 20, 48 to a month that's all we're saying that's all we're saying at the minute so there's very well, little point yeah, there's very little point me taking up any time yeah. getting a, getting that answer they just didn't they wanted to they were like no we're not talking about it yeah move things on didn't they so we'll see but he could get sacked and go to another club as well Cell Shocks Which, are saying they are saying Steve Downing to who openly what? saying apparently openly yeah in the in the process today yeah. he said we are talking to him every day we want him here and it might, you know, it, I that to me sounds like it's happening imminently. Now, yeah, yeah. Well, but but if if it was going to happen imminently, you'd think he would not say it publicly. Oh, who else is he after? Yeah, that's a very good point. Well, he did, he also said um, three uh, four dimensional chess here. Yeah, exactly. Dimes. Yes. Now, yes. <laughs> never take it at face value. Because um, so, George Chris is coming. Must be. Cause, I yeah. can't think of anything else. It could, it could, <laughs> hey, because Nakarawa. So, Tim, one of the potential sanctions that you mentioned was him being released from his yeah. um, or his contract being terminated from Racing Metro, yeah. Racing 92. I find that so unlikely yeah. when he is so phenomenally talented and yeah. well-paid and they broke his contract to get him there, his Glasgow contract to yeah. get him there, that I just can't see that. And then if that doesn't happen and say I would have to pay a transfer fee, which is but, also, yeah, you actually—it's mandatory, isn't it? Unless he retires, like Johan Hussen tried to do, to uh, run a fertilizer business <laughs> from <laughs> Fiji. Yes, exactly. To build houses in Fiji stacks up. Maybe he was trying to. There we go. Get his retirement plan. Fijian property magnate. Yeah, Leone Nakarawa. So I just can't see that happening. So maybe Dimes is trying to set up another move. He sounded pretty genuine, but 
Now you mention it, Tim. <laughs> he sounded genuine before. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. no, no when when, when Dan says that stuff, I'll take him. I'll, I'll, I'll take him. I'll take him at face value. Except, except for the massive, massive caveat that you're not taking him at face value. <laughs> I, 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 I'm <laughs> happy. To say, I'm it? happy to take him at face value. I would be. All I've said is that would be a surprising way to try and engineer the move to make it so public. It would just, just to me, that seems odd. But maybe that's a message. He's just a guy that tells tells. Maybe, it maybe he wants Leonie Nakarawa to know how how much he really wants him. He just wants everyone to be talking about that. Who knows? Mm. We'll see. We, yeah. we will see. He also made a little quip about. Uh, well, I was looking for one of the Saracens locks, but surprisingly, they're, surprisingly, they're not available. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, got a good, good old laugh. Yeah, very good. Uh, <laughs> and again, it could just be a rumor. Who knows? Carl Sinclair linked with a move to Gloucester in the summer. Of course, no conversations happen before Christmas because you're not allowed to. And I predict that one of two things will happen. Carl Sinclair will either sign a new contract with Harlequins mm-hmm. or he will sign a new contract with another club. But I, well, I think Both of those possibilities yeah, are um, possible. Yeah. Or he doesn't sign, sign any contracts. We've got all our reti- bases covered. He retires and yeah. builds houses, houses in Fiji. Fiji. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Be interesting for Gloucester. I don't think Fraser Balmain's quite worked out in the way they thought he would. It's just he he's, he's not had no luck no. with injury. No, he he? That, he that's he, that's his issue. And he had a he had a tough first half today. I mean, he I had think, a real tough yeah. first half. I think a lot of Leicester fans that have watched him play would say that they preferred him over Brooks, which is you know quite a big deal because I think Brooks is a very good very good scrimmager, and it just you know hasn't worked out in the same way. I tell you, the other one that hasn't worked out well for them is Owen Williams. I mean, you keep forgetting that he he even exists. But he's on Valver Pava Ruskin's been injured loads as well. He yeah. he was sort of ready to kick on and become an, an England, England squad yeah. loose head. Yeah, yeah. So you think about uh, Gloucester, like they've got the, like those two players there. If they if they would have reached their potential as Gloucester would have seen them, they'd have an international loose head and probably the Welsh you know the Welsh inside centre. But injuries, yeah, bad luck. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. Tough old game. It, it is. is a tough old game. But maybe it'll be Gloucester's year. Maybe all those people's year next year. Next year, I think, yeah. Looking In Europe next year. Who knows, Premiership, maybe. Premiership, no, maybe, not this maybe, year, mate. They've not got a good year. chance. I, I like One Gloucester. or two more players and, and they're in. I like Gloucester this year. I, do you know what? This year is the year of the Paper Tiger. <laughs> uh, it's only Exeter, I think, who are genuinely but the, good team. Because Saracens, are, well, they are still a genuinely good team, but they've been removed from the conversation. Yeah, they can't make top four. No. So the next best team, Gloucester, Northampton, Sale, probably. Yeah, Exeter, then... Then those three? Yeah, on their day. Yeah. Uh, but Exeter, in the Premiership, haven't, and Bristol. Really, haven't shown it this year. Bristol is a good shout, actually. Who, Rory Best to Bristol for six months? Yeah. In, maybe maybe this is like a George Smith-type move. We've got some young hookers. Come and give them the benefit of all your wisdom. Yeah, come and show us to throw in. I actually don't think it's a terrible idea. No. Well, if he, look, if he wants to come, fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I, I think it would be a quite a smart move to, mm. to do exactly that, to have some of the younger lads learn from him. I mean, I don't know, because I've never met Rory Best, I've never spoke to the guy, but I imagine playing outside of Ireland would be something which you'd want to do eventually. Now your Ireland commitments are over, why not? Yeah, I don't, he's got a young family um, up in Northern Ireland. Of course, the reason they don't, uh, n- not many Irish players play outside of Ireland and Tank unless breaks. because if you play those 10 seasons in Ireland you get 40% give me my culture money 40% of all the tax you paid back on oh. your 10 or on your How, but 10 does highest that, does that paid seasons North something or something, the av- the average of your no it's the average of your it's something like the average of your five highest paid years not to ruin your point here does that work in Ulster yeah. in the UK yeah, yeah, yeah it's an IRFU 
Uh, yeah, oh, but yeah. yeah, that's but a I, good point. Yeah, but IRFU doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, that's a good. I could point. work for the IRFU over here. Oh, that's interesting. Back. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I'll find out my. I'll find out the information on that and then and get get back to you. But watch this space from Rory Best. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, I think it'd be a good move. There is a go- goal kicking backup. Yeah, <laughs> Slaughter. Yeah, nailed that. Nailed that left left foot, didn't he? Um, but let's talk about Rory Best's beloved team. Your oh. beloved Ulsterman. Oh, stand up for the Ulsterman. What a turnout, eh? I, I thought. There was no chance that Ulster were going to win this. And then I saw the conditions, and it was a pretty miserable night. It was. And I thought, maybe maybe something could happen here, because the Claremont pack is monstrous. It's, I can't believe how big yeah. um, Patheli Yato is. Oh, that my God. That guy is... Oh I mean, God. he looks big on the telly, but you stand next to him. His, oh, my God, his legs are the size of my torso. And he's he is so athletic as well. Yeah. But he he didn't do a he single thing in the no, whole game. He didn't. So when I saw the conditions, I thought, maybe we've got a chance because that Claremont pack is enormous. However, that Claremont pack are used to playing in slightly warmer, slightly nicer conditions. They've travelled away to what can be a fairly hostile and intimidating yep. atmosphere and in awful conditions. And maybe we've got a chance. And they changed their halfbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Gre- I mean... <sighs> The McIntyre, Greg Laidlaw and Jake McIntyre. Yeah, not a great showing for those two, was it? I mean, not to say Ulster wouldn't have won anyway, but I think that that decision cost them, cost them the game. I'm not sure actually. I mean, I thought where Ulster won it was up front. I thought they manhandled uh, Claremont. They they really fronted up. Yeah, Um, like they massively fronted up, Mm. and Kurtzia was just the whole pack. Like the the scrum, the scrum was. Much better than I was anticipating. Uh, the the scrum was handled. The lineup generally did well. Kurtz here. He's put himself in the frame for uh, to get back in that South Africa squad. Yeah, he's playing like a man who deserves. Someone to be told there. me. It might have been that he started off at uh, started off as a seven. That can't be right, can it? He did. He did play well. Seven, it, South it, African seven. That was mentioned in comms. Oh, well, that's yeah. a blind. That's blindside. And I it's immediately thought. Blindside. Yeah, he might have been wearing seven, but that does mean he's blindside. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. He was, in my head, he wasn't always as enormous physically as he is now. But he came onto the scene when he was a bit younger. Yeah, he is enormous. I'm, I'm a but he's he's had that. He's had repeated knee injuries for a couple of years. And he's clearly just spent all of the time in eating the, well in the lifting. gym, doing bench, shoulders, curls, chin ups. Just the, Every, the glamour upper body muscles. He, look, he looks fantastic. He does look. He inc- looks, he looks incredible. incredible. I tell you the other guy who I liked. He's not. There's no gl- glamour muscle about it. It's all for show. It, sorry, it's all for functional. Fun- yeah, all for. I good. thought it's all for rubbing it in the opposition's face. Maybe a bit of both. After, after <laughs> he gets over the line, he can flex a bit. Yeah. Um, the um, one that stood out for me was uh, your boy in the centre, who I've, um, McCloskey. McCloskey. Thought he's ace. McCloskey did well. I, I yeah. thought um, and Luke Marshall. Jordy Murphy, Jordy Murphy, and Marcel Kutzier in the back row yeah. were, were both brilliant. In fact, Reedy was just chopping everything in sight as well. Yeah, and that back row were brilliant. The back three. Um, the back three, so Stockers was the quietest of the lot. I thought yeah. Ludic defensively did really well. Addison did some good stuff going forward. Great player. Addison worried me a couple. Of, there was a couple of times where he was far too casual chasing back. The record disallowed try. He started chasing back as if he thought someone was covering behind him and then realised no one was covering behind him and Racker was accelerating past him. And it was only Racker's knock-on that prevented an embarrassing try for him. And it was one of those weird games where 
even though, if you didn't know the score, you'd assume that Ulster were up by a lot of points. Ulster and actually, were they far, weren't. Yeah, and that's where I was so nervous because Ulster were by far the better team yeah. for most of that game, but were all Clement were always within a score, and they've got so many dangerous players. If Raka or Yato, one of those boys, gets half a chance. It's game over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt the performance. The Ulster score did not represent their performance. No, and, yeah. and that bonus point Agreed. for that bonus point for Claremont could could come back and bite Ulster on the backside later yeah. in the later in the in the tournament. Because theoretically, if Ulster do Quinns home and away, then all Claremont have got to do, assuming that they get the wins against Bath home and away, all Claremont have got to do is outdo what Ulster did to them yeah. at home, which. Most likely they will. Most be. likely they will. Mm. And yeah, Ulster, this will be um, something they might regret that they have had two two wins and two very important wins, but mm. no bonus points at the moment. Yeah, and have conceded bonus points. Admittedly, against Bath, it's irrelevant, but, but against Clermont, it could mean something. But there's oh. some there's something about that nine shirt, and I think Ulster, the Ulster scrum half has become as close to a petit general. Mm. As you get, get with Ruin Pinar and now John Cooney. Cooney was superb. He was outstanding. He, he really, because when he came across, I was kind of thinking. I mean, he was certainly behind Kieran Marmion in um, not going to Saracens. By the way, sticking at Connacht. Oh, was that funny? That what, really? what is that then? Could not get him. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Mm. They can uh, cultivate his business. Mar- Marmion Prop better. Limited <laughs> is uh, in going through the shredder. Yeah, I thought. When when he came across, I was a bit concerned about the IRFU's decision to let Ruin Pinar go. Um, and I needn't have been, because Cooney has just been sensational. Well, the things- importance of his goal goal kicking mm. and the try the two tries he's taken in the oh, last wow. two weeks have been sensational. You've got yeah. to give the lads uh, the opportunity. Uh, it, you, know, it, yeah. you know, sometimes there's someone so dominant like Ruin Pinar is, you'd never give someone but, else but opportunity. But Cooney wasn't been. getting the opportunity behind Kieran Marmion at Connacht, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Was he playing ten there though, or was he always playing? I think he did play a tiny bit. Um, I know I've said this many, many times before, but he was the ten to AJ McKinsey's nine. <laughs> That's what they were doing in in Dublin schools yeah. or whatever the hell they're, they're mm. up to. It's interesting, but uh, I'll tell you what. What one theme of the weekend was incredible bits of footballing skill because Cooney's chip and then the double the double dribble before he then scored his try. You had that. You had Finn Russell. Oh, oh my God. God. Different level, that, isn't it? It's, it should... It should. How did he... It should, it should have, stage he should have to be on after the watershed. Yeah. yeah. For every game. He is just... It's filled. But there was Teddy Thomas as well. Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of these incredible bits of footballing skill. It's just weird how they all happened all in the same weekend. Yeah. There, there was some awesome shareable highlights. That, that <sighs> Finn Russell... It's like magic, the, isn't it? It's like the, the more you watch that, the better it gets. Yeah, because the eyes go one way, the body shapes one look, way. Look to the left, goes as if he's going to pass. Then you think, oh, he's going to drop it on the inside of his right foot. Yeah, and go but, the and way then, that he's and go the way that he's standing, but he drops it onto his left foot. Oh, and the, so good. The 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 best bit about it, which I only picked up after watching it uh, maybe four or five times, he megs Scannell. Nutmeg Scannell with it as he's going through it is absolutely brilliant. That bit. Of I like to think he I'd shouted to nuts he in or Meg, Megs, Megs, Megs when he, when he actually went through. And All the other boys lifting weights and he's I don't know. But that 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 was, that was only one bit of a bunch of amazing bits of skill. Like the try yeah. he set up for one him off. 
Yeah, he's was amazing. Super. I mean, he ident- I think he identified that Jeremy Lockman was a pro- a, like a, like a, it was like a, a lion. It was like a lioness out in the wild, spotting the lame. Yeah, member of the wildebeest herd. It's like he went, ah, you're injured. I'm going to have you. That yeah. one. And just he was just, on one leg, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. That of the of all the skill this weekend, the bigger out the back hat pass. Have oh, you seen that? That was outrageous. That was unbelievable. In full in full speed, you have no idea what's happened. And when when they slow it down, Dan Bigger is unbelievable. It was. Isn't he? So Dan Bigger did that outrageous bit of skill. I think it was for the Collins track. So what, Dan Bigger never gets Arla. dropped to 12 for his international country, just saying? It just dropped altogether for Anscombe for, yeah. for the last couple of years. Finisher, finisher, mate. Um, uh, but, well, finishing his kick at the end of the game to win it. Yeah. So bigger, fair play. <laughs> fair play to that lad. I'm just having a look, see if I can get the bigger uh, highlight up, because anything Dan Bigger, obviously I want to watch it. Uh, no, sadly not. But let me tell you about Toman Park then. So, so Kingspan was brilliant, and Dan McFarland is doing a fantastic job there. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. it's one of those situations where, in fact, because I've worked on Ulster games the last fortnight, and it's absolutely evident that the players love him. Like both Will Addison in the post-match chat after the Bath game, and John Cooney in the chat after the the game on Friday night. Yeah. Both both said they both brought up uh Dan McFarland, Dan's got a mantra of fight for every inch and you know yeah. we really we re- you know we really fight for each other. They brought it up. So if they're just bringing it up at every opportunity when they're chatting, it's it's clearly really it's more than sunk in they're bringing it yeah. to life and uh like you like like you said they have they have grafted. Didn't play great at the wreck and and snuck a win. Got the result. Played yeah. really well against Claremont. Had to had to actually dig in in the end. Should have won by more. Yeah, they really should have won by more. But against an amazing team like Claremont, yeah, it's uh, you've got to get every win. You've got to be thankful for every point yeah, you get. He's doing great things. And as much as from my perspective of chatting to him, so I chatted to Dan McFarland over the last couple of years, or last year when he was when he took over, and and this year, and you can tell. He's really comfortable in his skin. He's relaxed now. He's a year into the job, and so are you, there's just good vibes. Yeah, there's good vibes. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. Mm. Ooh, I've just watched the Dan uh, the the Dan Bigger offload. It's very nice. Yeah, it's outrageous. It really is. Yeah, Toma Park. Oh my goodness, you had atmosphere. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. So what I loved was before the game, the atmosphere is right up there. Yeah, in, in the Brit in, in the in the UK and Ireland, that's the best atmosphere. Really? Yeah. Mm, well, I mean, AJ, AJ, Bell. AJ, AJ Bell. Bell aside, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's up there. It sounds like it. <laughs> I think I think it's the, it is the best atmosphere. Did they do the little song? Stand up and fight. Yes, L- love that. But they they had a choir doing it and Wonderful a and, stuff. and a, with a woman lead singer doing it. But the choir was made up of these real like, elderly. People, it's brilliant. So we had all these little nanas. <laughs> <laughs> Keep punching till you make the punches tell. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was absolutely awesome. Class. I loved it. And and the the fans because I was sat literally behind the advertising boardings just to the left of the um, racing bench, and so I was the crowd stood right behind me waving their flags above my head, and the fans are amazing. So there's such a relationship between the Munster fans and, and the players to the point where they all go go on Peter yeah. smash Peter. it take his head off Jonathan <laughs> <laughs> smash him and then anything that the opponents do 
even if it's an obviously backward pass, forward, <laughs> send him off. <laughs> it's so it's the I, most partisan crowd. Yeah, I, yeah. I love it. Like the Galatasaray of rugby. Yeah, I love it. You used to get that a lot at rugby league. Like when I would go, I, I went. To, do you remember the Warrington game we went to? Oh yeah. I mean, it's it, rugby league is, is electric for that. It, it's unbelievable the the how partisan the the crowds are. They they are so one eyed. They cannot see anything other than yeah. It it. Is it a total injustice against their team? Everything. Everything's injustice. To, to the, oh, the referees we, hate them. We knew a um, Wire, Warrington Wolves fan, <laughs> who, who would tell you, like, like black is black, that there was a known conspiracy of all the, Super, knows League, it. All the Super League referees yeah. against Warrington Wolves. <laughs> and it, it was like, and, and it the was, evidence was, everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. Of course everyone knows it. Everyone, everyone knows, just it. knows it. Do you know it? knows it. Uh, but I, hey, con- I, contrast that with the total silence for kicks to the point where there was even it was like it was so quiet and to the point where there was obviously like a, a toddler kid who just he went ah! and, and, and there was a half a dozen people went slapping noise in the it was brilliant it was uh, uh, really good so no. back on the Triple League I'm pretty sure in fact I, I'm, to this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I went to the best ever Salford City Reds game uh, about ten years ago, I, I'm certain that was, that must be one of the top five Salford City Reds games of all time. Uh, I'm sure I had that next on the uh, yeah on, on the running order. I, actually, I, think about this: I went to the Willows, right? And now, have you, have you ever been to Willows, Tim? Uh, that's the one that sunk into the ground. Is it? Or is that is that or is that Salford's old place? No, it is. is, it, is it, it, Willows is Salford's old place. I used to I'm not sure it sunk into the ground. Is it? No, I, I, not from what I remember. I mean, it's so, it's it's in a sink estate. Is that the same thing? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's in the centre of. A bit of we, a I went to a rugby league ground that I think I think it was that, and it's it like Aud- it's like Audsall, uh, Bradford. Audsall sunk into the ground. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's that one. Yeah, and it's, it's shaped like a walk. I yeah. think the, the actual yeah. playing surfaces. Yeah, it, it's it's an absolute disgrace. But yeah, anyway, so I went to Salford City Reds. And you know, you know the stadium, Phil. They had twelve thousand in attendance. Yeah. Warrington, Salford, Salford were doing pretty, pretty well. The days of Sean, Sean Ruggerson and uh, whatnot. Uh, Malcolm Alka, Malcolm Alka, of course, Malcolm Alka, who's now doing jail time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure the lead it was like thirty three, thirty two, and the lead changed hands something like eleven times. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Well, this this game at Tottenham Park was pretty tidy as well. Not as good as um, how did yeah, not as good as that, obviously. Yeah, okay. But how did Racing not win this? Rush, how did Rush. they not comfortably win this? Yeah, Racing at times were unbelievable. That first half, I was I was sure. Um, so I was watching this in, down in London um, in a, in the hotel before going out. I was sure they were going to pull away in that first half, mm. but Munster they kept That's the so penalties. Good. They stayed in it. Eat their way down the pitch that with ground. the penalty, yeah, and you just you knew. And then when Keith Hills goes over at forty minutes to pull him back within two points or whatever yeah, it was at massive. that point, you're like, no, Munster are going to do this now. Munster, they've got the crowd behind them, they've got the fitness, they can come back t- towards the end, and they did it in that second half. So they scored late on in the first half, yeah, the Conway try late on in the second half, and then they worked themselves into position twenty-one all for the Hanrahan. You wouldn't. You would, shot a goal. Oh, I mean, because his conversion, conversion was unreal was so from good. the touchline to make it twenty-one all. Yeah. And this is kind of like, well, the conversion. If he gets a drop goal, the conversion's irrelevant anyway because yeah. they would have won by a point. But like, yeah. you couldn't have asked for the drop goal to, for the, for Munster to have worked it into a better position. Yeah. And here's a fact for you: JJ Hanrahan has never kicked a drop goal in his professional, professional career. career. Oh, I've no idea if that was his first attempt. 
God. But, I mean, it, it feels hard criticising him for it. But Oh, oh. yeah. It's, you, it, can't, you can't ask for a better team, position. To get your team into that position, you can't criticise him. He will be disappointed with yeah. himself that they got they worked so hard to get back into that position after scoring the try and for him to kind of snatch it and pull it. Particularly as they're in such a tough pull. I yeah. think I think what's good for Munster is I think I'm right in saying they have Saracens at home first before they go away. Had it been the other way round, I think that could have ended up really costing them because potentially Saracens uh, Munster beat Saracens in Thoma Park and then Saracens just go, right, well, we're not going through, so yeah. we'll uh, we'll change our team. Whereas had it been the other way around, and Saracens got a bit of confidence and eyed a quarter-final spot mm. with a home win. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think Saracens are going to throw it away anyway? No, I didn't say throw it away. Yeah, I just mean, I'm just not taking it seriously. No, they just won't, won't select their strongest team. Yeah, mm. they, they will, if there's any injury risks, they will rotate players and they will uh, change it up. Problem is, problem is, by the time, by, you know, by the time we get Saracens... Playing months the second time round, probably the replacement players will be the strongest team that they that, 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 that they can put out. Yeah, they'll be wanting yeah. to rest Ben Earl. Uh, yeah, you you might be right about Ben Earl and um, Jackson Ray Shea, should Shea not be a bloody good good, good leader. Shagun who got the two tries yeah. this weekend. TC uh, Lamassetelli who started the final. Well, you know, maybe we should rest him and bring on Mako instead. Yeah, well Lamassetelli's tight end, but yeah. He plays loose. He can play both. He can play both. No, no, he's, yeah. he's played predominantly for the last couple of seasons, both USA and Saracens at tight Yeah, he does both. Just thought mention. That's pretty cool. That's rare yeah. and cool. yeah, and very bloody valuable. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he started the final at loose. No, I'm sure he did. No, I'm I'm sure. What the which final? Not cock. Ooh, maybe. Because I'm, right. I'm I'm certain Lamisatelli. Which final? Uh, Premiership final. I thought. I'm, I'm Man, check, check them both. So I've got double the chance of maybe being right. And double the chance of being right. You may wrong. well be right, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, he definitely does both sides, and that's yeah. important to know. Uh, Leinster scraped. It was, I didn't watch the, the game against Leon. It was the ugliest-looking scoreline from the weekend. 6-13. I imagine it was an ugly game, but... Yeah, it was, from what I saw, which was the highlights, um, hard fought and hard ground, ground out. Leon... Their first ever point in the Champions Cup. Amazing, amazing. In front of their home fans, put in a spirited performance, but Leinster at the end were too good. I think they had three players playing from last last week. Really? Yeah, I think so. And did you see the Leinster team was... Stacked. Stacked. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it's fair to say I think Leon are going to have to wait till next year for their first first win now. Um, He didn't play in the Premiership final. Did he not? Cock did. Um, did he get injured in the so Figlo and semi? So it's always I always think of Figlo and Cock being the tight heads. Yeah, and then who Barrett is, uh, is Barrington. 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 Barrington, Barrington, Ma- Barrington Mako. backing up Mako, and now Carey, and then Reese Carey as and well. They had Christian Judge as a tight head last year. Christian Judge was tight as well. But let's have a look at the uh, European. And they've got um, Josh Ibwanopke, which they got from Harlequins. Yeah, any good? Yeah, he looks good. Talented young man. Big, strong boy. Yeah. Well, whilst you look at that, uh, shall we talk about a different game? Yeah, so let's round yeah, off. Titi Lamisatelli started at tight in the Champions Cup final, came off injured after 29 minutes. Yeah, take it back then. So let's uh, well, let's just wrap up the Irish teams then. Connacht, another spirited performance after a brilliant win last week. Yeah, and they'll take some positives from this. Yeah. And... Other teams will take some positives from this because they found some really good 
gaps through that Toulouse midfield a, a number of times. Ultain Dillan and the Australian uh, Fianga brother, Colby Fianga mm. there, who's playing back row for them, were finding gaps um, through the, through Toulouse's midfield, which other teams will exploit better yep. than Comic-Con. 15 14 at half time. They were right in it until 60 right odd 70. Yeah. 65 minutes maybe. I, they will take some positives out of it as they should. I think this Toulouse team is probably going to be they're going to be semi-finalists. Maybe yeah. finalists. I think they're good. Toulouse are Toulouse are a serious outfit. They so are nice, a serious outfit. They're, they're not operating good. at that level yet. Not yet. But it's right. a long season. Yeah, um, it is nice when Toulouse are good. I, I, I feel, I feel the world is a better place. I think the winners coming from France or Ireland, clear, hundred percent. Really? Yeah. It depends if Exeter. So the way that Exeter have been one of the most impressive teams so far, possibly even the most impressive team. Absolutely smashed Glasgow. Yeah, they're the only po- the only team to have two bonus point wins. It's um, not a Welsh team, is it? So you might be right. It's definitely not going to be a Welsh team. It's not going to be Welsh. It's not going to be Scottish. Probably not Scottish. It's not going to be Italian. Do you think of the no. English teams? Do you think oh, extra extra look like they're on course to qualify back back to back games against Sale now? Yeah, and um, then return. So they'll travel to Glasgow, which they should be able to win. Well, and they host La Rochelle, which they will win. Yeah, so. I do think Sale have what it takes to beat Exeter at the AJ. Bell. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but I think Exeter are on course to qualify. Yes, if Def- they if definitely. they if they win their home games. And sneak one of the two away games. Oh, if just win your home games. Yeah. If if they win their two home games and pick up one bonus point, they're on nineteen points. That yeah. is enough to see them through. Yeah. They they will qualify. Yeah. What they want is to win both their home games and one of the away games. Finish on twenty two, twenty three, twenty four points. Guarantee a high seeded home quarter final. That is what they should be aiming for. Yeah. Hundred percent. But if they are going to be going full bore for the league, and why wouldn't you? Then yes, they're well, losers. Because, both because well, th- the beauty of the Saracens thing for Exeter is maybe they, they can. can. You think they can? They can afford to lose a couple more games than they ordinarily might in the and, league in the Premiership. Still guarantee a home yeah. semi final. Yeah, yeah. It's, but, it's a fair I mean, point. Not to go back to Saracens again, but like Saracens next have one thing in common, which is I don't think they have a proper first team until the final. They have a. a, a Basically, they're they're a system, they're a process-driven organization. Both of them. Yeah. So, like you see, is an Exeter team now, and then you might see one which is radically different next week, but they're fundamentally the same organization. Whereas, say, Sale Sharks, to give you an example, have a clear best fifteen, and yeah. if those guys are injured, the next the next lot on on drop off. Part of that is yeah. Part of that is just the the depth and talent in the squad. Like, cause like there's guys like Matt Kvezic haven't been involved in these two games. Yeah. Not, even, not even in the matchday squad. Yeah, because he just goes and plucks Jacques Vermeulen out of nowhere. Yeah. No one's heard of him, like Don Ormond, and he looks the real deal straight yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, or Dave Viewers. Or Dave and Viewers. They haven't even got. Christ. They've got Alex, Alex Cuthbert watching in the in, in the ground, wearing a flat cap and yeah. a lovely moustache, looking like, like Mark Lawrenson. Hell of a look. Oh, is, that what, is that who it was? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cuthbert. So, yeah, so just to put a bit of colour onto that story, Tim sent a picture or someone. No, a picture. Someone, someone in our yeah. WhatsApp, OP, in our yeah, fancy yeah, it, rugby it draft you, WhatsApp group. OP did. Yeah, who is that? And I genuinely did not know who that was. <laughs> I didn't know. It, it did. took me a few seconds to be like, bloody hell, that's Cuthbert. I, I, until he said it now, I had no idea who. I gave up guessing. So yeah, Exeter. A pleasing thing for Exeter about this game will be the way that they moved Glasgow around the pitch and the way that um, 
the way that Simmons, Joe Simmons, showed a bit of Steenson about him and played the right part of the pitch and f- almost forced Glasgow to have to play out of their own 22. And when extra doing that, they're just, they can just suffocate teams, mm. force the mistake. Thank you very much, boys. Glasgow, who are going to be without, without Dave Rennie. Yeah. yeah. So with, uh, when, did, when does he leave? Uh, Wilson's taking over. Has yeah. that already happened? or uh, Was Rennie involved this week? I don't. It's happening imminently if yeah. it's not. I think that's one hell of a signing. I think that's probably you know, the best international signing yet. So Rennie going to yeah. Australia. Yeah, I can't. I mean, obviously, jo- Jamie Joseph is important, but he was already there. Uh, Australia. I mean, I think they could be the real deal in a f- six months. Well, especially months. if they get rid of their sixty cap um, limit, which they're looking at, as are Wales. Yeah, <sighs> Gatlin's law. I mean, let's not talk about Wales. Gatlin's law um, and Gitto's law. Who would it affect Australia-wise? Well, it would just mean any of the players that are currently playing already can go because the Australian, yeah. the the ARU, the Australian sides are really struggling to compete, and it looks like there might be more money lost from that because the they, they're going through a potential change in broadcasters, and, and and it looks like Fox might well just go. Do you know what? Rugby's more trouble than it's worth in Australia. Mm. With the last year, and we've got to pay out Israel Folau with, with the national, chief, is it? Yeah, with the national team and with the. With the national team, oh, it's just not competing with the other sports in Australia as well. The, the attendances are really poor. They are rubbish, aren't they? I mean, I remember watching Super Rugby as a kid, and as always, I always thought it was a much bigger sport down there than, than it was up here. Yeah. And now you could never make make that argument. I mean, I'm not sure even if that was true when I was watching, it, but at least it felt like so it. It must must be at least the fourth big fourth biggest sport. Oh yeah, it fourth is. or fifth? Because well, rugby league, Aussie rules, AFL, yeah, AFL. NRL soccer though allegedly probably pro- probably soccer and cricket yeah. all, all bigger yeah. than rugby yeah definitely hmm yeah tough times for Australia but Dave Rennie is a good way to you know yeah. at least you know at least discover the path back yeah. Which is, the Australians I've known have spoken to about it have all said it the the structural problems are from the grassroots up so from like schoolboy well, um, and, and club level they just don't have the structures in place. Just go and pinch a load of Fijians like you did with, uh, what's his face, Kurindrani. Karevi, Karevi, Kurindrani. Just go and, and get some Kurevesi. more Fijians. Or just, or just pay a lot of money for an, an NRL star. Yeah. Every now and again. In, in fact, there yeah. are some articles. Karevesi again falls into that yeah, category. Yeah. Let, let's not go down wow. this rabbit hole, This, but this is definitely a conversation for another day. But it's interesting, the articles that are starting to come up and the, the journalism that's being done on the project players going forward. Now that, because Wales have had two players, right? Oh, in yeah, the, you got in, in a lot yeah. of trouble for this, in, Tim. In, in Tally Tally Hall, no, no, no. Yeah, explain, explain yourself. <laughs> well, so, so you ha- Halaholo Hala Holo and um, oh, what's his name? Oh. Back, uh, fullback winger. Oh God, I can't remember now. Brain fart. McNichol, McNichol, Johnny McNichol. Both uh, included in Wayne Pivak's first Wales squad. Which, uh, of course, I mean, you hate, right? I do hate. Yeah, no, I, absolutely, I hate it. I've got yeah. no problem saying that. I, I, I. I I listen. If I was Wilson Halaholo, and, and Willis Halaholo, sorry, uh, just to be just to be clear, sorry, listeners, no, this is you. You hate it on racial basis, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only hate it when it's Wales players. I love it when it's English. No, I hate it across the board. Uh, and if I was Willis Halaholo, I would do exactly what he's doing. If I was Wayne Pivak, I would select him in my squad as well. Yeah, uh, I do not. Begr- I think every rugby player deserves to earn every single penny they can because it's a short career so that can be ended by one tackle. Then? So, so you've said that the player should do it. Got, yep. got it. You've said that the who should do it. The, co- the, coach. the coach should pick the coach him. Should do it. 
The WRU should the, do it. Do you think WRU should do it? Yeah. Well, who shouldn't do it then? No, I, I think I think it's the, it's the right it's the right selection in the right squad and the players absolutely right to take the opportunity. It doesn't mean I have to like it. I hate it. I don't like it. I didn't like it when Nathan Hughes opted to play for England, but I totally understand why he did, and I would have done exactly the same. Some, see, Twitter is a place where two things can't be true at once. That is very true. You, ca- you, you can't true. you can't think it's awful. You can't think it's rubbish that Wilson Hallaho, Willis Halaholo and Johnny McNichol are going to be Wales internationals, but also that you think it's the right thing for them to do. Well, I, I, I saw you tweet. And the coach I, I saw you tweet from our Twitter account. And I, I had a look at it. Oh, obviously, obviously, Tim. Uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, I, I feel the exact opposite to you. Not that it matters. I left it up there because I just love the bedwetting responses. <laughs> I, 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 I particularly enjoyed you being called xenophobic because of it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, 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 I mean, that is just Twitter right there. If yeah. I built a list of reasons why this shouldn't be allowed to happen, and there's loads of reasons why it shouldn't be, be, be allowed to happen. I, it would take me a couple of days before I got to you being a, being a xenophobe. So it would take me like a, a, a good 48 hours before it must be xenophobe. And, and you'd think in a, you know, broadcasting career on the radio and latterly on TV this my xenophobia hasn't been discovered now because there are literally tens of thousands of hours of me broadcasting and no one's ever spotted it I've kept it so well hidden my xenophobia so uh, we're in trouble someone's (laughs) someone's just text oh really yeah we are we are in trouble someone is watching this Um, I'm just going to say I do think Leon will beat Treviso at home Leon will beat Oh, Fernsey. Hello, Carl Fernsey. Sorry, man. How you doing? <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah. And by the way, he was he was the outstanding player in both in both the games. hundred percent. hundred percent. The silverback's been been doing his bit. And I would also say, as we found and we, we keep talking the talk, we need to walk the walk at some point. Manchester to Leon, for example, is so easy to do. We could fly in and fly back out for a for a game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we we actually should. We really we should. should. It's so easy. It's easier than getting to London. Well, yeah. they'll be playing some playoffs this year, fingers crossed, yeah. in the top 14. So yeah. maybe we could get out for one of those. Yeah. would be nice. And some, uh, I saw a lot of complimentary things about the city, the food, and uh, yes. uh, from Leinster fans that were out there. Had a good ah, old time. Very good. What was I saying? Yeah, so I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to not like the, the residency laws, but also think that the players are absolutely bang on. Like, for example, had... Carl Fern's been eligible for France, and the French coach had the opportunity. You mean he tried. I would, have, I would, have, I would have picked him. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. And he should have taken the opportunity if it presented itself. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, I, it is all changing I, because of the five-year rule. You, that is all changed. Well, it is well, all changing. Well, yes. And, the, and this is kind of the, the this, point. Yeah, which, which we can get to another time because I, I want to do a little bit more digging on this because evidently, on an industrial scale, clubs are taking South African schoolboys straight out of the equivalent of A-levels, aged 18, yep. and putting them into French clubs. And in some cases, the players have been quoted as saying they are doing it with the World Cup 2027 in mind. They want to be French internationals. Yeah, look, um, wow. This is what... It, it's just incentives, isn't it? I mean, people don't like to admit it, but it just it is what happens. So if we create a situation, for instance, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Um, we say in the Premiership that if you have an academy product who is English, you can exempt him from the cap. I'll just give you an example. So we are trying to promote, um, you know, that yeah, that's that's the thing, right? Yeah. 
The consequence of that is the competition for kids gets so intense that they're picking up kids, just like football does now, with like, you know, United will genuinely go through three or four hundred eight-year-olds to find you know, a, yeah, a, a couple yeah, yeah. of goalkeepers. And that, that's where this will go. You know, the, the, big, like, the bigger, bigger the money is, the tighter the residency laws, the more they're going to be fishing in ponds for, you know, for younger kids. There, there's a great... What a mixed metaphor, fishing in ponds for younger kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a great science and sport podcast um, on this exact problem, um, talking and they, they call it Ross Tucker on that, uh, um, and Mike, I can't remember, Mike Fitch, yeah, on that, um, call it a race to the bottom because you are just getting ever younger They're and younger absolutely kids. Absolutely right, yeah. So, almost, I, I mean, I'm, I might be talking out of turn here, but I'm pretty sure every premiership club has got very strong ties with every major private school, and there's good reason for that. You know, they want to have a look at the kids that they've got, they want to make sure that they've been coached the right standard when they come out, they're going to want them. Yeah. So that's just how this will go. And then and then that process starts really young because just purely for their own prestige, the independent schools will go looking at all the yep, the, the local well, that's exactly, that's clubs and, and state schools well, and they, they, they the kids out for that. I got I, I yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's always been the case. And yeah. but it's just it's interesting that people go, "Oh yeah, great. It's been up to 5 years. That'll sort it." No, it won't. Japan are going to have a ba- they're going to have a barren couple of years because they do not. They've had to adjust to the new system, but they're they're industrially bringing over South South Africans to J- Japan right now. That's what I would do. Uh, That's exactly what I would do. Yeah, but it's. Um, I, yeah, I think. I think. I think World Rugby Pacific have got. Islanders. I think World Rugby have got more to do. Yeah, but I don't know what you can do. I mean, I think you make it a free for all. I, I think you should be able to what, change teams. like internationals are like club teams. Um, I mean, there's going to have to be some caveats because you need the. Uh, the integrity of the of the game, right? So you yeah. just can't have a free for all. But that, that's know, where I str- struggle to square this. But I certainly think like you should be able to make one one international switch in in your career. Yeah, I don't like that because you you have it in league and you have it in football. Do you have it in football? I've never well, seen there, it in football. There, there like, is, so um, what's his name? Costa. Has he played Diego Costa, Brazil, Diego Costa, Brazil, Brazil and Spain. Brazil and Spain. Oh, I did not even yeah. play. For, I know he was played for Spain. I, I don't know what the rules are. I just know people have done multiple nations in football. I, I mean, I think they should be. But then the problem with that hypothetically might be Marlon who goes to Tonga after his after his uh, career with the All Blacks, and some Tongan kid doesn't get get in, or you don't have Ciardi Pieta who's been a servant to Tonga for so long, have that fu- you know have that rousing send off. So yeah, yeah mm. there's always going to be problems, but I I prefer less rules rather than more. Yeah, I I don't like this, but I also so like if you're taking a um, Fijian kid. To go and give put him in, in a high end school in Fiji, uh, in New Zealand or Australia or France or where where amazing. It's an amazing opportunity for yeah. not only that individual. Yeah, forget, forget the rugby career. Yeah, yeah. Ignore the rugby life yeah, opportunity, yeah. but not just for him. Yeah, for his whole family and that would change that family's community. life. That that'll be a turning point for the whole family's life. So I'd I'd hate to and see future generations. Those, yeah. yeah, well, I'd unless hate to see that kind of opportunity be totally thrown away. But I would love for the, the to him to have that opportunity and then play for Fiji. If, if Montpellier and Toulon were doing it because they want to give back and so give an opportunity for these players who might end up being great club players, great. But if and I would encourage that. But 
if they're doing it because they're going, well, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent there. We can have that for France. I, I just, I, I just, don't think. Just I don't actually it. think the French teams do think like that. I think first and foremost is they think win about for the themselves. Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Win for well, us. And if you, well, is there not a quote? Is there not a quota issue? Yeah, they, they call it something. I can't remember what it is. There's a quota issue for kids from the academy, and they call it something. I can't remember mm. what that is. It's but one they have to, to have watch. certain the quota, French players, which are the quota used. issue does seem to be a less of a problem in France, as in that they are the ones with the industrial quantities of yeah. Saffirs and Fijians. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's it's one that we can watch, but actually the, yeah. the as of January no, as it's already kicked in, hasn't it? So it so so Willis Willis Halaholo and jo- Johnny McNichol will be among the last people to qualify yes. by a three year residency. Yeah. Halaholo can play. I think basically the end of this year I don't know actually. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's something I think like my head that. it's twenty nineteen, but Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Very, very good. Back to the rugby. Any other great? Because again, the one bit about travelling is you don't see a yeah. massive amount of the other games. Saw as much as I could. Well, should we, do you want to talk about Sale, La Rochelle? We could, oh yeah, because we can talk about some moments of French and French South African madness. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I, I don't know what goes on at La Rochelle. Um, they came to the AJ Bell. They did not leave a good impression, t- to put it mildly. Um, just, I don't understand what the organisations are. I think they're in trouble. I think they're in serious trouble. I don't know what the league position is, but I'm, is it like mid-table? I'd, I'll check now. I don't uh, think they lost many players to the World Cup. Well, they're age, well the first, first and foremost is I think they're fairly old. I think their age profile is not the youngest. So um, they're currently ninth, sandwiched in between Toulouse and Racing. So, if, but everyone from I mean, I'm, 13th up to... I wouldn't to, pay any attention to the yeah, league table yeah. now. Everyone from 13th up to 3rd are within five points of one another. So, kind of irrelevant. Yeah, I just think um, a few, a few, just a few things that went on today, which you know might leave a bit of a, you know, a bit of a strange taste. Um, on on the field, they were completely ill-disciplined. Complete. I, I, what Dumaru in particular what? at thirteen was? He was going nuts. Yeah, he, he was crap. And he's a great player, by yeah. the way. Like he yeah. is. I, I I rate him very very highly. Uh, uh, the first ten minutes. It looked like Arashel hadn't even done up their laces. The first sale try was one of the easiest tries I've, I've seen, and they were lucky that Sale didn't have the have their act together because I think when Sale look at that on Monday or Tuesday or whenever they're in next, they're, they're not going to think that they played well because they they did not play well. But yeah. it just gives you an idea of where we, this Arashel team is. They were playing against thirteen men for basically a twenty minute minute period, ten, roughly mm. ten minutes either side of um, half time. And fourteen men for fifty minutes. I had fourteen men for fifty minutes, but yeah. they had they compounded the fourteen men with what, consecutive yellow cards. Mm. You get one man back from a ten minute bin down to thirteen, and Prizo immediately boards in at the side on a mall that's going over the line <sighs> penalty trap. You know what? For professional players to respond to, I understand the frustration, and I, I, you could see the players get more and more frustrated with the referee's interpretation, but. That I mean, that's one of the nuances you get in the European Cup. Particularly, you get referees that from the places pl- from different places who interpret things in a different way, and yeah, you, that's yeah. part of the challenge is dealing with that. And they just Absolutely. lost it. They got more and more wound up, and then just the yeah, yeah, it was it, madness. Yes, I don't know what what kind of I don't, I don't think animal. I don't think he's an animal. I don't think he's a a bad guy. I just think he's a 
absolute idiot. What you can't touch someone's eye. Oh, oh it, well, exactly. So you can't touch someone's eye. Yeah. What uh, are you thinking? Buggery. So he will be. Uh, there will be people that put, that say, "Oh, that was a a, a uh, violent." Assault an eye gouge. It was. It was. Mm. It wasn't. It was. He was doing it with a smile on his face and like. But it was. Oh, he likes eye gouging. Well, saying. you. No, but well, I wouldn't describe. I wouldn't describe it as an eye I, gouge. To be honest, but, I but it, he put his hand on the eye. So you're yeah, gonna yeah. get a red card. You, you, you just don't like. Get, you're just an don't, idiot. Yeah, you're an yeah. idiot. What are you doing? Say contact with the eye. What are you doing? Uh, eye and eye area. Yeah. Eye and, and around, eye area. In and around the eye and eye area. I, I just watched this. I, I, it wasn't. What does eye area mean? I don't exactly. Know. I Everything. Eye ish. Where so does the eye area it's... end and the cheek start? So imagine you're going to do fancy question. dress as a panda. <laughs> <laughs> the, the area that you would colour in black, that's the eye area. And do you think that's a graphic that. Um, that video replay should show now. I think there's the that, that will come up we in need, in the be training on that. Yeah. yeah, in the disciplinary hearing that will be used. I area panda. Can we have the panda slide again, please? <laughs> Can you superimpose a panda highly onto paid, Tom Curry's yeah, face? Highly paid QCs looking at pandas. That, that, that's how this will end up. Um, It'll be like, it's like an Instagram filter with a panda face. They'll just put one of those on on yeah. Tom Curry's face. Yeah, I mean the the, the players were going that. Um, the coaches were going nuts, so you can kind of see like how it filters down, which really surprised me, actually. Yeah, so um, did you get to see much of Ronan? Sit ne- next to him. Rog. Were you? Yeah, him and John Gibbs. Not, is it John Gibbs? Yeah, John Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah John uh, Gibbs. There's a fair few Irishmen playing their trade. You've had Paul O'Connell at Stad, Mike Prendergast from Munster at mm. Racing, Rog. Yeah. John O'Gibbs had some time in yeah. Ulster. in uh, Ulster, yeah, in yeah. Northern Ireland. And did he was he also Claremont for a little while? He was, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just, it just was an underwhelming performance. And yet, I mean, at one watch. point, you thought Larissa are going to do this uh, th- through the second half. I this just had Oldham Talk H written all over it. <laughs> Um, like the, the, the chances a reference everyone understands uh, yeah <laughs> well, if there is this podcast they certainly should um, <laughs> like the chances were were, were so uh, they were so available f- for sale and they you know they came about so so frequently I just don't think the sale executed well or they didn't they just didn't say didn't, didn't take it seriously they, so yeah, they like, didn't execute well no the kicking what were they doing the kicking the best, I mean every time they were on an overlap they just kicked it away the best execution from sale was the disallowed try which also proves it was not the best execution. Yeah, because they it was a they should have scored that try. Yeah, and was it Faf who just gets in front? He was so in front though. He yeah. did, he was so on Faf. Yeah, he had a, he did not have a good game. No, no World Cup no. hangover. Oh, no, he's fine. I mean, look, yeah. they were all they were all substandard, frankly. Yeah, they were, and they somehow managed, and it's good to grind out a win. And I didn't like the, the midfield combination of how that was that was set up one one bit. Um. More importantly, though, Sale are still in it, and you yeah. know these two yeah. games yeah. against Exeter are going to be vital for both. Yeah, North, guess. Uh, Northampton as well did did, didn't, did not play well, but came away from Treviso with a win. They did yeah. um, in, in an absolute cracker by the sounds things. I didn't watch it. It was. I think the I think the Benetton fans will feel very hard done by. Yeah, there was a. Slight I, I do feel hard done by, but uh, <laughs> sadly, I was, I was playing as witness, so I didn't watch it. The final penalty was definitely a penalty. So they can't feel aggrieved about that, but there was a try towards the end where there was mm-hmm. a slight home contact. So a Benetton kick from their own 22, doesn't go into touch. I think Furbank collects it, and slight home is... He certainly... I don't think he changed his line. This is the interesting thing, but he knows what he's doing, and he bumps off. Mm. Cynical. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I'm not sure. There was they were complaining about it in comms, but I'm not sure. No, I, I think that's fine. I think I, was I think there was a forward pass, quite a clear forward pass in the build up to the penalty. The bigger ended up slotting. Was there? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, because they checked on the on the penalty. Yeah, but didn't check the yeah. forward pass that was immediately before the penalty. I think I'm right in the saying penalty that. Penalty was definitely a penalty. I may have that wrong. I agree with you there. But I think Benetton fans were a little bit annoyed going, why don't yeah. you just go go back two more seconds and yeah. there's a forward pass. Um, it is annoying that. Yeah, it was. Because it was a deliberate knock-on and it wasn't... So, in line I, with the laws... I don't, like, I don't like that law. I, I I don't particularly like it either. And I, I don't like that it's a misleading name based on the way the law is written. Yeah. Because it's not to do with deliberate. No. I, I mean, it clearly is in cir- some circumstances... But it's to do with whether you're in a reasonable position. It's, to it's hard to draw a line between deliberately knocking it on and knocking it on. Yeah, it's hard to draw that line, and I understand basically. And it seems arbitrarily enforced. Like if it happens five meters from you, yeah. from your own line, it will just be a knock on. Yeah. But if it happens when you're in attack, yeah, yeah, then it will be a penalty and maybe a yellow card. It, I I don't like the law, but fine, it is what it is, and it was it was interpreted and executed. Properly and Dan Bigger, Swats absolutely. It. But not only that, he he kicked it like Jimmy Gopeth, just <laughs> swatted it, yeah, yeah. whacked it. <laughs> um, going on, the, the, I think the one game that we've not touched on to wrap it up to link from the French madness in the La Rochelle game to some French madness at a mall in the Montpellier Gloucester game. I didn't see any of this game, Jacques Duplessis. It was. Uh, a carbon copy repeat of Vahamina. Oh yeah, in the World Cup semi-final against Wales. Yeah, and it was so. It's so obvious. It's the, so the referee stupid. even referenced that in the decision, didn't he? Was it? Was it? Uh, was the Irishman? Um, uh, can't remember his name. Anyway, but he said, "Oh, it's like oh, I'm not going to guess." <laughs> it's like uh, he said, "This is like the the red card in the World Cup, isn't it? The French one." Yeah, it's, it was. That was it. Oh, tell you what, we've not spoken about Bath Holligans either, or have we? Uh, no. Yeah, there's not no. much to talk about. Two, two, two teams who are absolute frauds. Oh, something we have not yeah. talked about at all. Uh, what, what did you mean? Like, um, the Joe Marler thing. The horse. Oh, oh the my horse. God, like the Washington Post yeah. covered it. It's gone all around the world. You had, like, it's gone, probably that has got more coverage outside of actual the World Cup. That's got more coverage than anything rugby-based. <laughs> weird isn't it yeah in years I mean, yeah and you've got that and Haskell at the minute you've got um, sort of r- rugby's getting a bit of PR nothing to do with the game just yeah. the characters in the game yeah yeah how's yeah, Haskell getting on I haven't watched any of it as well me neither not my scene what's that uh, I'm a celebrity no, I, I, I hear things about it occasionally but I, it's pos- I, positive I, about Haskell I've got no idea I'm not positive about him I've got no idea maybe maybe they are I'm sure he's doing great. He's doing great. Keep going, James. He's He's an infectious character. Go and win it, James. Yeah. Chow down that kangaroo bollock. Whatever it is you're doing. (laughs) Lads, lads, lads. So yeah, Gloucester Gloucester totally changed up their team. Yeah. Played a much weaker team, particularly after, um, so they changed 12 or 13 players and Jason Woodward got injured uh, the day before. So Banahan slotted in at 15. Banners. So you look at that with Lloyd Evans starting at 10. Yeah. Um, and you think they've got no, they're going to get chewed up and spat out by Montpellier, and to an extent in the first half they were. Their scrum was get, was under all sorts of pressure in that first half, but Montpellier just aren't actually a very good team. I know 
they they've not got the cohesiveness and the coordination. And Gloucester, rightly or wrongly, were trying to run things. Just letting everywhere. the boys play, weren't they? they? They absolutely were letting the boys play. And when they, so first half they struggled, but stayed in the game. Second half, when Jacques Duplessis has his Vahamina moment of madness, they actually then the game suits how they were trying to play, and they get back into it. Um, and they were arguably unlucky not to get. If that game had gone on for five minutes longer, mm. Gloucester would have had a famous, uh, probably a famous uh, bonus point win. But unfortunately, they just get the one losing bonus point. Yeah. But enough for them to go, right, that's it for this year. Probably, yes. Uh, and then Harlequins beat Bath. I think that'll be irrelevant. It'll be irrelevant in the end of it. Game changers on the team sheet. Yes, they do. Do they? Yeah. I've thought of a new name for um, substitutes. Concussion boys. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I came, I came, I came to this thought, the, thought the other day. Do you know when you put on a player just to protect your starters? So if, in effect, you're saying, right, I'm going to get Mario Toji off and I'll throw someone else on. So Mario Toji is not going to get injured. Well, what you're basically saying is, I hope that this guy gets injured in ahead of... If there's going to be an injury, I hope it's that guy, not Mario. Not that I want him either, <laughs> you know. So, con- so concussion boys. Or a glue boy. You know how they just, like, chuck old horses and <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> melt yeah. into make glue. Yeah, yeah. Chuck on the- one of the glue boys. <laughs> <laughs> so we win this game. Uh, get, get me a concussion boy. Throw him on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I have just looked up um, an official Harlequins uh, and Premier Rugby press release and, and from... Who- uh, three and, three weeks ago, and who were the concussion boys? They're game changers. <laughs> oh, sorry, they, game changers. They do officially, formally announce it as game changers. Yeah, well, if if someone's brave enough to support concussion boys, I'm 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 all for that. <laughs> those two, those two clubs playing each other, I don't think it will have any effect on Champ- Champions Cup. Harlequins or Bath are not going through, and they're they're kind of the, both frauds. They're the most well, they're the ones that look. Really, just unsettled and uncertain, and yeah, yeah, I completely yeah. agree with that. I mean, it's sort of the. I mean, everyone. You look at the table, and obviously Leicester are, have issues, but th- those two, you kind of like. Yeah, like how to get out of the championship net <laughs> next year. <laughs> I mean, they've got real issues. Um, I that's pretty much the Tottenham Cup done. Yeah, um, one thing I want to say is we are very aware from our, our stats and and the and the information we get that we have. A big chunk of listeners in the States. We do. That's a fact, actually. I think around about one in ten of all of our listeners are in America, which is really cool. And we also know there are a lot of people that have travelled with us for weekends away. So I just want to float this and say, please get in touch. Drop a DM on Twitter. We're at Rugby Podcast. Uh, or, you know, send us a little note or email. Contact eggchasers at gmail.com that's contact eggchasers at gmail.com if a little sojourn to Las Vegas in February Las Vegas all new if you, yeah if you want to go to the States to watch Six Nations let us know well, no not, not Six Nations How is it not? there's a Vegas weekender which is uh, Major League Major League Rugby have got uh-huh. four, game, four or five games across a weekend and then there's all sorts of other rugby going on that we could, you can watch in sports bars in Vegas ah. or, or a Six Nations event in New York. Bottom line is we're just trying to gauge interest in potentially doing something stateside. Yes, quite. Because 
we went out to New York for the London Irish game. You boys went to Philadelphia when the All Blacks played Ireland there. Oh no, oh, no, no you, went, for you went to Chicago for that. Sorry, and you Newcastle. went to Philadelphia when it was Newcastle, New- Newcastle Saracens. Saracens. What a oh, game that was! Epic game, <laughs> amazing. Game. That was one of the best weekends I've ever had. To be <laughs> no, it was unbelievable. And the the London Irish weekend was pretty mad. Ended up in the Irish consulate, knocking yeah. back. Knocking back, knocking back Guinness with the, with the London Irish boys. It was pretty wild weekends. But we would love to know if there's any appetite or what appetite there is for people from the States or people from the UK to maybe join us for a few days somewhere Yeah, for some fun. Should we put a hashtag on there? Hashtag Egg Chasers American Dream. That's a long old... Uh, what, what about Prem Picks? <laughs> if you not if you don't understand that one um premier rugby uh the want, geniuses the ge- wanted to do a social media campaign where they got people to share pictures of them at premiership games with the hashtag prem picks only prem picks when you go on the hashtag was you was no, very very different right. they they were they were premium content yep. <laughs> that is very, for sure very premium <laughs> But not, but not for a family rugby audience. Hashtag um, Bristol Bears. So, uh, yeah, Bristol Bears. That's another one, exactly. Uh, so, has, do we, um, so, so hashtag um, hashtag Egg Chasers USA. Fine. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, okay. So, on that. On- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Come on, no. Um, moving away from the Hanging Cup and you know overseas and whatnot, uh, CBC have got involved with the Pro 14 this week. Confirmed, they have. And you wrote a little article. I did. This, I did. Linking I was, it to the Premiership It's very, very hard to write because it's quite a hard subject to explain. Yeah. So it's in quite hard to get information on it. It is quite hard to get information on. Investigate. And it is quite. It is quite hard to. I mean, I'll say it from another point of view. It's quite hard to be interested in it as well. That's not, I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong. I think it's a very interesting su- subject. We're not going to agree on that. It's probably more interesting us disagreeing on it than... <laughs> I think uh, I, f- yeah. I can understand but why a financial advisor would uh, would find it a lot more interesting than than I would. But you do find it interesting. I, so I, if, if I had, not especially. If I had more you know, if I, tr- transparency, sorry. if I knew what was going on, I would find it more interesting. So I, I do, I find the whole, yeah. the strategy and the decision making and the potential consequences of what that could mean. What CBC are thinking... F- for everything else, what CBC think, are thinking and what 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 it might change in five years' time that that I find very, I that, that I find interesting. So I all I'm going to say is now I know a bit about the deal on the risks involved in the deal. Now I wrote an article on, on Ruby Pass. If you want to see the details? Go go find it there. It's fine. Um, and I try and explain the risks. So it's not a deep detailed version. It's not exactly what has happened, but it's close enough. And trying to explain the risks. And effectively, what Premier Rugby have done is I've given away a third of their or income. the Pro 14. 
uh, and Pro 14, well, in Premier Rugby's situation, which is the same for Pro 14, I assume, is that basically given away one-third of their TV rights. 27%, yeah. but yeah. Forever. Forever. For £200 million. Pounds. For £200 million quid. They've converted their income into capital. Um, so if the Premier Rugby teams decide, Premiership Rugby teams decide to spend it all on players and paying out direct directors from director loan accounts and, you know, um, you know, paying off other debts... We're gonna that that money's gonna soon run out because when the BT Sport money ca- came in last month, it was down by thirty percent, as it would be because thirty percent of it has gone to CVC, which is fine. That is a deal that deal that they struck. Yeah, but I'm they've been com- they've actually, been compensated for that. Yeah, for the for those shares. But I would just say I'm embarrassed that I didn't know the detail. I mean, you know, we're not professional reporters, are we? So yeah, it's not our job. Well, easy. You are a professional <laughs> reporter. But, you know, it's not our job to look into stuff like that. And yet, between the three of us, I don't think any of us really knew the structure of the deal. And I can't believe that no one scrutinised it in the press pro- properly either. And if they have, I've missed it. There's been very little. Because I, when we were talking about this offline before your article came out, I was actually digging for some information. Because I was trying to, like, I, I, can't, I couldn't find anything on the structures of and how... Because the bit that I didn't get, which has become clear to me now, was how the um, CVC have basically purchased a single stream of what is effectively a single stream of the Premiership clubs' income. Yeah, that's exactly what they've done. Because they've not invested in the clubs; they've invested in what seems like a it's almost like a third party organisation that the Premiership rugby te- or the TV rights to the Premiership is filtered through. In order to get to the league, yeah. the, the clubs. So they get part of the income, but they have none of the expenditure on on that stuff. I don't. I don't. I, you, the way you talk about it, you seem to be thinking this is like some outrageous deal. That what have the clubs done? I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. Pr- I don't. The more I don't see it, it like that. The more I think about it, the more that's exactly what I think. So mm. Also, I don't see it like that. I, I see it as a trade off. Obviously, you've got the two hundred million pound flowing in one direction. You've got the future TV rights flowing in the other direction. But there is a big benefit to the clubs that they have. They have tied their future income to a party that is directly interested in growing that future income who have experience of growing that future income. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I did get that. And do you know what would be amazing is if they repackage the premiership rights, the Pro 14 rights and some Six Nation rights and it all goes out in one go and, hey, presto, everyone gets more money. That, that yeah. to me, is awesome. Yeah. That's... But here is what I'd say. CVC have spent... Have given the Premiership clubs two hundred million and one hundred and fifty million or whatever it is to Pro Fourteen. Yeah, okay. So let's just go with the Premiership one because it's easy to talk about that one. So two hundred million has come in. Now two hundred million, of course, is a lot of money. Are you just doing the article that you've written? Because like, no, let's, no, let's not do the whole no, thing. No. Yeah, yeah. Keep it simple. Um, two hundred million is a, like a, um, thirty-five million quid a club. Yeah, it's no, it's no. fifteen million. It, it's it's about fifteen million. Was it twenty-five yeah. million? Oh no, um, thirteen clubs. So. Hold on, what's? Oh no, that's the Welsh regions were saying that they were getting thirty-five million. Anyway, but that's anyway. My point is, you know, if it is that valuable, right? Why would you need to give CVC so much of your potential income? Because they because it's only valuable in theory. Yeah, but why would you? you know, because because it's an. Why can't you employ the same people? Because it's an acknowledgement that. Also, expertise for that the amount of money that you're talking, you can literally just go out and buy that expertise. If you're worried about media expertise, but, go and buy it. But they they lose money every year, don't they? The Premiership clubs and, the, and yeah, and they're not going to make any more. It would be my look just just looking at this. They're not going to make any more because they've given away their income for some capital. What's that is spent? But, but the game's got, up. I understand they what you're saying. It. They've, that, that's the bit that I 
I like is that they've aligned their interests with someone who is also very now vested in. So that yeah, that, that two hundred million quid you spent, if you don't do, if you don't pull an unbelievable deal out, which means that our seventy percent is worth more than the hundred percent was a few years ago, you're going to lose out. Probably more than we are. Well, yeah. even if it just stayed static, right? Even if the rights just stayed static from now until you know, for like t- for ten years or fifteen years, CVC are going to get thirty percent of this deal, the next deal, the next deal, the next deal. Yeah, and yeah, the but they're, they're servicing a two hundred million. They're servicing a two hundred million pound debt. Don't forget. Yeah, so but at the end of it, what they'll have, Tim, is they'll have an asset which they can still sell anyway. So they they can literally say, well, look, here is a, here is a thing which which produces this percentage of income. Away, away you is, go. I think this is getting too too far down the rabbit hole. I, I feel that there's a podcast special here somewhere, um, and which we should investigate more. Because I and, feel, I you you saying that you're amazing that no one knows about it and this? I'd, I'd sort of got you're you're a big believer in free markets 100%. and yeah, totally. Well, what I would say is there is a reason why articles haven't been written because I don't think anyone cares. Maybe they should. I, I, maybe I, they should, and maybe your your article will be the think, first step in trying to open I, I people's eyes to why they should have care. Actually, grasped what a bad yeah, deal well, is. No, no. So I, I don't see it like that. I I think the play, the way to make people care, and the the way that you could do this is to look at the uh, speculation as to what the changes could be in order for CVC to get the money back. So package it up as a mm. British and Irish league or a European league or. However, it is they could be fundamental structural changes to the way that rugby is run at the moment that could make it a more uh, attractive product. I mean, that's it certainly needs that is interesting. Yeah, there certainly needs to be needs to be changes. Uh, look, I think it could go fine, but just I just think it's too one sided. I think there's no risk on CVC side really. Two hundred um, million quid. Yeah, it's, um, it's not not a small amount of money to be servicing. And it's, well, it's I, so, well, the, so their risk is the opportunity cost of the alternative investment. It is, which would be what five to what six, five six percent yield on a two hundred yeah. million pound investment. Uh, yeah, effectively, what they've done is they've just created themselves a really valuable income stream forever. And with, I mean, their overheads are basically nothing except for the money that they've borrowed. That's it. It's just it's it almost works like a financial but instrument. Venture capitalists don't work for small yields year on year on year they'll 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 be looking at a well it depends what they're doing so yeah a venture capitalist would want a a multiplication of of their investment Uh, a private equity fund might just be looking for very substantial and steady income streams and And that's exactly what they've done and if that income stream you know increases then they'll be able to sell whatever it is that produces that income stream for a lot more more, i think you should do some more and then people, if they, uh, yeah, well, I'm we can put more. it out into the marketplace of ideas. And if people are interested, I want to click on it. Can, I want to listen to two it. hours of it. Do it. Yeah. Well, hear me now. Believe me later. This is not a good deal. And if the clubs don't invest, the only thing which can prevent this being an absolute monumental, two things can prevent this being a monumental disaster. One, the C, the next TV rights deal grows by more than thirty percent. Okay, that has to happen. Two. The clubs need to invest this money wisely. Please, this is like me pleading. Please do not just spaff it on salaries and on FAFTA clerk. Yeah, I, don't uh, do that. Build I think, some uh, stadiums or well, some hotels or something. Please do something. I, with I, it. I think I think some people have already ignored that. <laughs> <laughs> there is an argument, isn't there? There's an argument to say, yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's not all in the infrastructure, is it? No. There was another game this week. I don't know if either of you saw the result of this. But it's quite interesting, based on something that we did last year. There was an international friendly. Who? Spain. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I did see this. Played Hong Kong. So, 
Um, Spain, Hong Kong, the the uh, international side that will be most affected by the new residency laws. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because they can't take uh, potential investment <laughs> investment bankers at eleven years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, Spain beat Hong Kong twenty nine seven. Uh, which are just so Hong Kong, who played very well in the game that we saw in in Marseille, mm. but made a very good account of themselves. Um, but Spain, who played even better when we saw them, hammered Germany, mm. who were in the Probably the, the charge. So, I really hope that Spain continue their rugby trajectory. And in four years' time, we're talking about them in a World Cup. That, that, that is still, of course, the other option on the table. Is is that Super Saturday? That Super Saturday weekend, Super Saturday in Madrid. Spain play Portugal that, in that's Madrid. That's the one I want Madrid. to do. I'm not going to lie. That's the one I want to do. I mean, uh, obviously the bright lights. That does are... sound good, doesn't it? Spain yeah, it was... v Portugal in Madrid on the on fun. the Sunday lunchtime after Super Saturday. That's like a dream, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's a whole day of watching the... international rugby. So followed so by a whole day. Followed of watching by a whole day of watching rugby. international so tier need, two rugby. We need two hashtags. Then we need hashtag Egg Chasers USA. I tell you what. We'll, or yeah. hashtag Egg Chasers Madrid. Well, just, yeah, just which, ESP. Yeah, yeah. All right, this is it. So, do we go stateside? Do we go? Do we go big? And do we go American? Or do we? Do we go? Do we conquer America? That is the question. Or do we go and show our love to? Do we conquer America? Or do we go back and show our, our, our support to, yeah. to to Spain? Solidarity yeah. with Spain. Hmm. Our European friends and partners. <laughs> <laughs> um, next week's Premiership. Premiership. Oh, give me the fixtures, Phil. Well, there is also the Wales fixture, which no one really Don't cares. care. Don't want to talk about it. No one, re- no one really cares. <laughs> Spoken about. like a true Welshman. Yeah, couldn't care less. <laughs> um, right. Friday night, Bath host Saracens. Saracens, who I imagine will be at double full strength. This will be... There'll be no rest in Owen Farrell. There'll be no rest in Billy... There'll be no rest in Itoji. Oh, stop, stop. There's one more thing I meant to say. Oh, goodness. Um, it's important. something that happened at the sale game. I meant to say, can can the law just be changed so that a quick conversion is irrelevant if if you get if, if you don't give a try? It makes... I agree. It makes... It, yeah. We don't... It's, is it a thing or is it not a thing? It is a thing. It is definitely a thing. It's definitely a thing. So I heard today... Obviously, I was watching the game, so I didn't... It looked to me as a conversion had been taken. Yeah. And then they said, oh, conversion scrap. But apparently it was blown before the conversion was It wasn't taken. blown. No, the TMO was looking at replays, but but the referee hadn't said time off mm. TMO. So the referee basically had a bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card because he could say it was already being looked at. Is yeah. it written down somewhere, that law? Yeah, it is. It is. Just like... it is. Well, I assume it is, but I don't know, but it's I a stupid law. It's a stupid law. I think it's been grandfathered in from the NFL. So in the NFL, that you can't review a play once the next play's occurred? Yeah, and I think because so many rugby players watch the NFL, we have no point of reference to what we can go back. We just assume yeah. it's we take the kick. It's not in the spirit of the game anyway, because it's it's just wrong that someone goes, "Oh, I don't think that was really a try." Quick yeah. conversion, drop, drop goal. <laughs> that's that's just not in the spirit yeah. of the game anyway, is it? No, it's, just, it's 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 a silly rule, and it needs to be. It needs to just so we know what's going on. Yeah, just and change, it's so ridiculous so when it. players are giving the game away, sprinting underneath, sprinting to get like their tee, and uh, you know, unnecessarily rushing the kick. So, yeah, it's the biggest giveaway in the world. It's just strange. I will mention one very good bit of officiating from J.P. Doyle on Friday night. More good officiating Brilliant. from J.P. Doyle. Which was, yeah, the rolling mall that Ulster scored. So he said he didn't actually see the grounding, but he knew the ball was in a position where yeah. it was definitely going to be grounded. But can you just check? To, so his on-field decision is try, even though... Even though he didn't yeah. see the ball and grounded. Yeah. And it was, just, it was just a very, very... 
well thought through way of dealing I loved with it. the problem. Loved yeah. it. And and it was it meant that it was very quick. So you only had to check a couple of angles. We've got the on field decision. No what none of the Claremont players are in the way. Try. Yeah. T R Y. Yes. In the words of Steve O. Loved it. You're right. That was great. Good bit of so officiating. So Saracens, I, I I I can't wait for this. I, this is what makes Saracens exciting now. Saracens used to be a little bit, let's, let's be honest, they used to be a, a little bit dull. The Borg. Yeah, yeah. They, they'd show up, batter someone. Now it matters. And I, I, this is so exciting. It I, I genuinely good, can't wait for it. Yeah, it's a good narrative. It, yeah. it's, it's For the, all the wrong reasons, um, it has created some interest in the, the, in the They should find someone every year. It feels <laughs> like a, a movie script, doesn't it? Like You can imagine the montage bit being the... the the little period of the season we're coming into, you can imagine it, if it was a Hollywood movie, there'd be a montage where you'd see a couple of little highlights and then Saracen's name, the point tally yeah, just going yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine it being a bit like, you know, a bit like the start of Pearl Harbor where all the ships get sunk and then they have to slowly rebuild. You know, it, it, it's that sort of seri- seriousness. Uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome and Saracen's going to win it comfortably. I, I think Saracen's going to win. I think Saracen's are going to win. Although I, I think it won't be comfortable because Bath at home... We'll be Screw right. them! It's Saracens. They, how can they be so bad away from home, Bath? Yeah, so, uh, but uh, not only that. That's so much better. They're going to get a try, try bonus point. Or, Saracens. Or Saracens. Yeah, I, I agree. Minus eighteen by the by, by the end of the day. I agree. Saracens is going to be a big win. Closing in on Leicester Tigers at four. Who uh, then goes uh, to the Gardens? Are they? They're not twenty-two points behind, are they? No, no, they're minus. They're they're twenty-six behind because they're they're on minus twenty-two. Yeah, yes, yes, minus twenty-two. So they're minus eighteen. They'll be on minus eighteen. Or no, you're saying they'll be on minus seventeen. Yes. Oh, minus even better. Yeah. Yeah, which could put them twenty-one points behind (gasps) Leicester, who travel on Saturday to. You just mentioned it, Northampton, Franklin's Garden, and tasty game, and they are getting mm, zero points out of that game. (laughs) Absolutely, they'll no have points. they'll have their England players on mass. Yes, I don't think it matters. Manu, Johnny May, Ford, Ben Youngs. If Johnny May's fit, oh yeah, of course. I, d- I know he played the the final, but he wasn't fit for those last two weeks. No. Bad teams are bad teams. They're going down to Northampton. I, I think Northampton, Northampton have win. not been playing well uh, the, I, I, the last I, couple I, of weeks. Uh, no, no. I, like the Leon game last week was good. I thought. They were, oh yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, I know. I, I thought Leon game was very impressive. No. Um, oh no, they were actually. But, but um, and, like, this week, yeah. like, Treviso are no joke. No, I know at um, home as well. Yeah, and yeah, they, they sorry, they were away at Treviso. Yeah? They were away at Treviso. Yeah, yeah. So as in Treviso at home yeah, is they, a, yeah. Benetton at home. It's a they, tough place. They scored a ton of points. Yeah. Um, no, uh, there's n- there is no way Northampton can lose this. Northampton are going to win. Northampton Le- are going to win. Leicester will be looking to get one, possibly two. They need, I, yeah, they'll, they'll get a, they'll, they'll get a losing bonus point because bo- bonus points this season are going to be so important. Yeah. Mm. And you know Northampton is going to be seriously confident too. Big, um, big one that. Other games on Saturday, we've got Exeter hosting Wasps. Exeter home win, home win. Even with loads of changes, yeah. Exeter will change almost everyone. Yeah, and it won't matter. They were we won't even notice. Definitely. Um, and then Worcester hosts Sale. In fact, re- Exeter fancy rugby draft. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Oh, I need to think about this. Yeah. Deeply think about it. Think about it. Think, of, <laughs> think about it deeply. Yeah, think about it. Three cheers. Three cheers for for Rob Baxter. <laughs> so um uh, I can tell you right now this is a game sale or very not worried about which game? Sorry. Worcester, Worcester sale. sale. Which is Worcester sale. Uh, hosting sale. Um, it's a big game. They know that they've, they've been there before. They went last year and got beat away at Worcester. I think there's a huge amount of respect for what Alan, Alan Solomons has done with that team. They're better than last year. Um 
And if Sale wants to be considered a top four team, going to have to win this one. Yep. Mm. No choice uh, about it. If and if they don't, I think they need to start having some serious discussions about uh, you know, why this team isn't, it isn't performing better. So who's going to win? It's a long season. Prediction? Give me Sale. Give Sale, me my Worc- bonus point, obviously. Give me Worcester. I saw Sale up in Glasgow and they did not travel well to that one. Um, it's weird the, the home away thing's really interesting yeah. I am and Worcester have had a couple of weeks resting I'm going to go sail to sneak it a rare away win then on Sunday two games these are hard games to pick well actually one is easy Bristol Bears will win Bristol London Irish H- happy with that one Bristol will win Harlequins Gloucester isn't straightforward London, um, London Irish could be introducing Adam Coleman and they've got a couple of big names coming in. They've already had Waisaki Naholo playing. So interesting. They'll be getting better. Interesting. What they they played Paddy Jackson back at fly half this week, and Stephen Myler wasn't in the matchday squad. I don't know whether. So we'll see. Well, at some point, Paddy Jackson's going to have to justify his massive pay packet. Yeah. In order to and play ten. So you know, at ten now. I guess that that that's why he's there. He's not there to be like a second rate fullback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, Bristol will win and stay top of the league. Yeah, and yeah. Bonus point win for Bristol, Frankie, uh, and then Quinns hosting Gloucester. This is really difficult because I think Quinns are rubbish, um, <laughs> and I think I think Gloucester are losing their way a bit. Yeah, I was. I thought Gloucester did well playing a totally different way with totally different personnel in Montpellier, but I hope that liberates them slightly. It might do. It might do. But then Mostar and Slater, you just need them. That's really yeah. it. You need them, and Cipriani, when he's on form, he's not going to be playing that way. He's not going to be throwing it from his under his own sticks. Um, hmm. Give me Gloucester to put a bit more pressure on Quinns and Gustard. I, I think this this is the hardest to call for me. I, I agree with you actually, though. I think Gloucester will sneak it. So I'm just looking at this table. I'm looking at the table. So Harlequins are obviously third from bottom now. They're not third from bottom. They're fourth, fourth from, bottom, from bottom, right? Yeah. In my mind, they're third from bottom. Okay. So Harlequins... Because Saracens are not going to finish bottom correct. in your mind. So Harlequins, Wasps, and Lesser Tigers are all above Saracens. This is a slow death. This is a slow, slow death for someone. Watching Saracens every week chip away. This chip is... Away, what was that film? Uh, 127 Hours or whatever it was. The one with the guy, oh, the the guy, guy stuck in his arm in a trap. Yeah, his, his arm, a boulder, he's like... Yeah, that's it. Out in the middle yeah. of nowhere, and the, and the it, 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 falls on his it, arm. To me, it's more like that episode of Black Mirror when they're being chased by the dog, and the dog never stops. Oh god, those robot dogs! The robot dogs, yeah. The, the, ro- the thousands robot dogs. <laughs> like they, the, these three teams are running as hard as they can, all, and all they can hope really is that they run faster. Two of them run faster than than one of them. Yeah, that's all they can hope. And one of them like going to die. But who is it? And yeah, and you can imagine like wasps or die young or um, Jordan Murphy are going to be waking up. In cold sweats, and it's like um, checking underneath their bed. Yeah, it's like is that you know that, that scene in Aliens where they have those machines that have the sort of radar on the gun, like that makes a beep noise no. when the aliens get oh, closer. Oh yes, yes, yeah, 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 and they can see them coming. And beep, beep, yeah, yeah, and they're beep, like in the roof beep, or something. Beep, beep, beep. It's, it's like that, isn't it? Yep. They're getting closer. Saracens are coming. <laughs> Oh God! I can't. This is any more movie me- any more movie metaphors for Saracens <laughs> clawing back their deficit? The Saracens robot dogs, the, the robot dog pack, <laughs> robot wolf pack. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, glorious! Terminator Two, when the T one thousand is chasing the car. 
Yes, yes. The, the metal spikes come out. <laughs> yeah. Right. <sighs> Glorious stuff. There Glorious we go. Stuff. Um, ooh, God, I love the Premiership this year. Any more for any more? Anyone got, got anything else of any note to, of, of, of any note to say? Nice pink socks. Thank you, mate. Uh, Calvin Klein's. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on, wrap it up, Tim. Let's go home. Right, you know where we are. We're at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Uh, subscribe on, well, wherever you get your podcast. Tell us whether you would join us on a Tier 2 tour to Madrid for Super Saturday and Spain v Portugal. Uh, whether you would consider coming stateside for some shenanigans and... Um, yeah, just get in touch. Contact eggchasers at gmail.com. Hashtag, uh, or just get in touch on Twitter. Yeah, don't, don't email us with a hashtag. That'd be ridiculous. Uh, and just uh, tell your mates, hashtag, hashtag, uh, tell your mates to listen and let the boys play. Let the boys play. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.